I'm your host, Tone, Mr. Still Not Worry for that the second. I got my boys with me, Greg, Mr. Hot Takes, the Big Your Mother Sends Me. How you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm, re- I'm ready to get into this. We're locked in for the playoffs right now. Miles Davenport, how you feeling tonight? I'm feeling good, yo. OB, OB Toppin, King of the City, putting up 40, <laughs> putting up 40 points. That's what I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling like Ovi. I'm feeling like Ovi. Right <laughs> the city. Oh. Yo, I hope, I hope the listeners save this clip and realize what we, what I just said versus what Miles just said, and understand that's the difference between Miles and I, right there. <laughs> what I'm so, what I'm celebrating and looking forward to versus what Miles celebrating. Yeah, you guys are pushing P, playing. <laughs> That was a good one right there. Before was a good one. any playoff talk in the NBA, baseball is back. We got to talk about it a little bit. Y'all was excited to have us talk about baseball and where we at. So, you know how we feel. It's not the most exciting sport. They have a lot of room for improvement. But we got Mets fan on here. We got Yankees fan on here. So, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about your teams. How are you feeling about – we're going to start with the Yankees, man. We're talking about AL East. Are they the favorites to win the AL East, the Yankees? No. <laughs> no. I wish I could say they were, but um, there's a lot of things going on with this team. Like, now we got Aaron Judge's extension over our shoulder the whole season. So, I wonder how that's going to play out. But also the Red Sox are good, even though they haven't beaten us yet this year. Um, the Blue Jays are really good this year, a young team with, with some young stars. And then, of course, Tampa Bay, the team that does more with less. Like they, get, they always have the lowest payroll, but they always seem to find guys that can just play baseball. That's the main, main goal that you should have as a, a GM is finding you know, cheap players that – you know, sort of make plays, and this is what they do. So I think the, the Yankees right now, they might even be the the third best team in this division right now, unless they prove me wrong. But um, they didn't make any moves in the offseason. They didn't, you know, go big game hunting with Carlos Correa. or Who else was a free agent? There was a lot of shortstops out there they could have gone after, which is a big need. Like we got some guy, I can't even pronounce his 
his name. I'm sorry, but it's a tough one. But like there were a lot of free agents out there to go after. And I don't know, this new Steinbrenner is a lot cheaper than George that, you know, most Yankees fans are used to. So this is something that Yankees fans just have to get used to. They're not spending big money on players, just throwing money around and hoping that within the time frame of that contract, they win a championship. They're trying to be smart. And I hope it doesn't come to the point where they, you know, they try to get cute with this Aaron Judge situation. Because if he's gone, that's that's very hard to replace. Like he's the de facto captain right now. He's pretty much the closest thing we've had to a captain since Jeter left. So if he leaves, then I don't know. We might be a rebuilding team, which as a Yankee fan, that doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right saying it, but they're just not, you know, high on spending money right now. And we'll see what happens. Who y'all, who y'all got as, uh, winning the ALEs, though? I got Rays. Uh, yeah, the Rays. The Rays. Although I think Toronto could surprise a lot of people, although it shouldn't surprise people. They, they were really good last year. And those, those young guys are only getting better. They're starting to get more pieces to the puzzle. They traded for Barrios last year, and he's a really good pitcher. And I think they had the Cy Young winner last year on their team. So this is a team that, you know, Dark Horse could make a run at it in, in the American League for the World Series. I mean, it's wide open, but – is definitely the now we got of course transition. We got to talk about your Mets. You smirking the whole time, Miles talking. So is this the Happy, year? Happy because they haven't really lost too many games this year. Although y'all lost one today, so I'm not going. Okay. Three out of four. This is this is a game. This is a game where you try to win series. Last time I checked, that's how baseball works. We it was a four game set. We won three of them. That's domination, in my opinion. That's domination right there. And it's, and we turn Washington National Park into, into City Field South. So I'm cool with that. This, this was, that was great. The Mets look great. Even without our the best pitcher of all time, Jacob deGrom, even without him being out there, we still went out there and waxed him and, and pitched great in that series. So I feel real good. And offensively, we look good. We're hitting, we're hitting with runners in scoring position, with clutch and all that. But let's talk about the fact that the Mets – are the new the new Yankees? The Mets spend money. We're we're the big we're the big spenders in town. But the Yankees don't spend money. That's what and 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 no one I know is gonna feel bad for the Yankees right now. No one's gonna feel bad for them that that, that this. Well, you guys are spending right money because you guys play in an easy division. So no, we're spending money because we have the richest man in, in in sports funding our our baseball team. That's how we're spending money. And money I'll say this too: you get a five. You get a five. I'll Everybody. Say that's he's Oprah. He's, he's, he's I, I, Oprah. You wish you had Oprah right now, right? Instead, instead, instead you got Wendy Williams on your show over there, and so everybody's gonna leave in there with, with BS goodie bags. That's the problem now with the Yankees. And I'll say this too: your boy uh, Judge, he looked real good with us uh, when that, uh, at the end of this uh, upcoming free agent cycle. I think he could be a Met. So I'm looking real. I'm looking. Ha- I'm happy about that too. Oh. We can throw him the bag. We'll give him everything. I don't, you guys I don't think he would. I don't think he would stoop that low. I don't think he's stooped that low. I think he's got high. Low. He's got. It's an upgrade. He's got high standard. 
It's not it's an upgrade. upgrade. You ain't got to do that stupid stuff where you shave your face. Yo, something about th- that whole shave your face thing is so pretentious and, and non-tentical to me, by the way, where you, you have to shave your face when you become, you have to be bare-faced when you become a Yankee. I don't know. Something about white men being it's, bare-faced makes me very uncomfortable. The Yankees, everybody's had to do it. Yeah, I don't know. There's a bunch of white men with bare faces. Even, even James Harden would have to do it if he came to the Yankees. But, of course, there's nothing he could do to help us. So... <laughs> But in all, in all seriousness, the Mets are, are a very, very good baseball team. I, I think they're going to have a really good, successful season. Um, I'm See, excited. This, and it's also – this is what happens when you actually hire a real manager. Buck Walters is a really good – Rojas was yeah. awful. Rojas was awful. Made he was. Terrible decisions. And now Buck Showalter, who he's been on the shelf for the last couple of years covering the Yankees, I never understood why he never got a chance. And it would have been tough to give him a second chance with the Yankees, but – I, I think I'd rather him than Boone, but what I'm not in the front office. I don't know what they're thinking. So shout out to y'all for for you know finally getting a real right coach thing. to come for doing the right thing for making for making for making a move that ultimately lands a championship. You got Scherzer, CCC. you got Scherzer, Tyler McGill is incredible, huh? Because Degrom is declining. Degrom is no, he's not. He's gonna come back throwing 99. He's gonna come back. With the, with the crazy Every whip number, he's going to come back with the crazy low ERA. He's the greatest pitcher we've ever seen. You've never seen a better pitcher than, than Jacob DeGrom in your life. That you can't tell me I'm wrong, can't tell me I'm wrong about that. And you can't name a better That's pitcher. That's cool. That's cool. But over the last couple of years, he's been in and out of the lineup. So, you know. As long as he's back by the playoff, I'm giving, I'm giving DeGrom the Kyrie treatment. I'm giving DeGrom the Kyrie treatment. As long as you're back by the playoffs, I'm good. Take the year off. I don't give a damn. As long as you're back by the playoffs, let's go win a chip. That's it. Because you know when he's out there. Elbows in baseball. When you when you talk about the elbow in baseball, it gets real dicey. So it was a shoulder. I thought it was the shoulder with him. It was the shoulder. He has an issue with the shoulder now. It was it was the shoulder. It's not the elbow. It's hard to. I'd rather be your shoulder than the elbow. I can't keep track. I'd, I'd, I'd rather it be your shoulder than your elbow. Yeah, you see, you preying on injuries. It's just like with the Nets. Nets I love Jacob Degrom. He's a he, he would look good in pinstripes. Yeah, well, that'll never, oh, that'll never happen. Now he's got a, a contract you, extension coming you up. Guys will, you guys will try to pay him pennies. Y'all going to try to give him shop right gift cards right. instead of giving him a contract. Meanwhile, we're going to pay him the right way. <laughs> Y'all so gonna it, it, it five, gonna happen. Five years, 300 mil, and it's going to work out for y'all? I don't think so. Five, we're giving him five years, 300 mil. I got no problem with it. We're going to max him out. Give him the Run him the max. Run him the Legends deal because that's what he is. He's going he's to retire a Met. He's going to have a statue in the front in front of City, City Field because he's the best player I, I've ever seen. Like he's incredible, he's incredible. Jacob Degrom is that good. Who we got? Who we got? One in the World Series? Do the Dodgers put it put it together? We got the Braves repeating. Who y'all see winning the World Series? If we're healthy, we make it. We come out the NL. The NL. Oh, we're no, healthy. We said, come out. This is a realistic question. We're not trying this to. Is, and it's a realistic thing. Happen. It's a realistic response. The Mets are legitimately a World Series dark horse. They can go to the World Series and win it all. Yes, they can. And you can't tell me I'm wrong. We got our lineup is is stacked. <laughs> our lineup is stacked. We got Marte, Alonzo, McCann. We got a bunch of guys, a bunch of bats. Got the guy Canha from from the the A's. No nah, man, we're straight. We got a real good team here. We are, and we're gonna make an acquisition in the middle of the year. We'll make an acquisition for the bullpen. We'll continue to get better there. But they can come out. Of course they can. I'm not picking anybody over them over my Mets. I why should I? Why should I pick Atlanta over us? Why? Because Freddie Freeman, the Mets, the Mets killer is gone. Freddie Freeman is gone. Killer's gone. <laughs> He's gone. They, 
They did all that without their best player, too. Who? Acuna. He's not even playing yet. So just yeah, right. he comes back. Then, then we'll see. We'll really see. Well, I'm not scared to pitch to him with my guys. We'll go at him. Got great pitching. Mets got always like Mitch historically have great pitching. You still got to solve that Lindor problem because that guy's Lindor. Lindor had, a, Lindor had a home run today. Lindor looks great. He's hitting 160. It's the first week. Of, it's the first week of the season. After, you know he the he did last year, after he did what he did last year, he's he's under a microscope. So whatever. He's gonna play great. He'll live up to the contract. I'm not worried about it. He's gonna be great. Long one. And Alon- Alonzo, Alonzo is great too. Like I, I love this. I love this team. I think we're we think we have a real chance this year. I'm excited about him. I, 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 I listen, I have met cynicism. They've obviously failed me in the past, right? But this is a different group. There's a different group with a real manager in place that has real credentials. So we have a shot to win it all. Yes, that's a real thing. I think any Mets fan would agree. But you're back on the drugs now. Of course. Let's shoot me up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mom, who you got winning the, who you got winning the trip for, for uh, over here for the World Series? You obviously aren't picking the Mets. You obviously didn't pick the Yankees either. Well, no, because, I mean, the Mets always have issues with injuries, so I'm not worried about them. But that's here nor, neither here nor there. Um, I think the Yankees definitely have a shot. Okay. I'm not counting my boys out because why not? This new pitching coach has come in and oh, wow. he's changed things. He's changed. Oh. Things. So, and we got a, a stacked lineup too. So, if we can make it out the AL East, we, we got only the best team in New York. All right. See, now you're going too far. You're not the you best team. The Yankees aren't better than Mets. Still little bro. You guys are still little bro. But you guys are on better team in New York. The, the Nets are technically little bro too, but lately we were sweeping sunning y'all. It's the same. It's no different. It's just our turn. It's just our turn. You're little bro. Okay. <laughs> the Nets pay people to to go to those games. That's why it's so empty. These games these games have been packed lately. You've been selling out. I don't know what you're talking All right, about. We'll see. Look at the way to the playoffs. We'll, we'll, be sell- we'll, we'll make the city money when you guys aren't. Game, that playing game is going to be real nice. We're going we're gonna to blow them out. We're going to win the playing game. We're going to be in 7C. We're going to play Boston. We're going to beat Boston. And we'll take it from there. Okay. We'll take it from there. We'll, go, we'll beat Giannis again. On to, 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 whatever. We'll meet him again. But anyway, the Yankees. That's my pick. <laughs> that's my pick. Real original. Yeah. Real, real original. So a lot of people... Speaking of picks, and we're talking about championships, a lot of people did pick and believe that Mike Soseski and Duke would win. UNC, you know, got them up out of there. And a lot of stuff happened in between NFL free agent and stuff. We did not get to talk about Coach K's legacy. When it comes to Coach K, what is the legacy of Coach K in your mind? To me, I know everybody talks about he's the greatest college coach ever. He's one of the top coaches ever in basketball and sports. That's all great. And we could talk about that. But we still got to talk about how he also is the biggest sore loser in all of sports. He has a terrible culture there. He does not hold all of his players accountable. We've seen the time era when they had my man Grayson Allen there tripping people, playing dirty. And Coach K letting it slide. Coach K not giving dap and handshakes to the team when he loses. We saw what he did after they lost to UNC and Cameron Indoor. 
and came up and had that terrible speech. So of course, y'all could give all his flowers and I'll pass it to y'all to give the flowers, but I ain't giving him no flowers today. We gotta hold him accountable for the nonsense that he did. He did a lot of nonsense that just went under the rug for Coach K and did not set always the best culture at Duke. I'm going to just put that out there. Greg and Maj, y'all can get that man his flowers. I'm a USC fan anyway. He's not getting flowers from me anyway. But that, well, You should have led with that. That's the real reason you're not giving him his flowers. It's because you're a USC fan. Hey, we got him up out of there. He don't deserve no flowers on the set. See, I knew there was a – I was waiting for it. That was it. Um, nah, Coach K is a legend. He, he's a legend. He When he got to Duke, they were awful. And his first couple years, they were awful. And he, you know, they they wanted him out. They wanted him out of out of that that coaching job. They wanted him fired, but he turned it around and turned this into a, a program that it's an elite program. One that if you're a top high school prospect coming out, this is kind of what you want to do. You want to. Everybody wanted to be offered by Duke. Everybody wanted to go to Duke when they were growing up. So. It's one of those things where Coach K's legacy, I mean, you just look at the NBA and everybody that he's coached and sent to the league, like the history in Duke, it's endless. So I yeah, think history though, a lot of the players don't pan out in the NBA. Just throwing that out there. Who's a lot? There's still a lot of other players that panned out. Like you got Grant Hill, you got Jason Tatum, you got a lot of other guys, Kyrie Irving, even though he played five games for him. You just made going. You want me to keep going? I mean, we what Christian Leighton turned out to be. Grayson that like, come on. JJ right. Reddick. Well, that's different. There's, but that's that's the same thing with other players in college that they're just, you know, college stars. That once they get to the league, everybody's a lot more athletic and all that. So, but I think that he's the second best coach of all time. I, don't, I wouldn't give him the, the best. I still think John Wooden and all his championships need to be, you know, acknowledged in this, this scenario because it's like Coach K, he's done a lot. Maybe his longevity helped him a little more. But, I mean, what John Wooden did at UCLA was crazy. But he's still a legend. He's still a legend, so I won't take that from him. Yeah, he a legend, but I mean, like I said, it, yes, I'm a UNC fan, but bro, even with him berating the referees, even with how he talked to, how he talked to student reporters, how he disrespected student reporters at Duke, and so we, we can't just give all flowers. We we, we got to point out the nonsense because I feel keeping it a stack. If we talk about a black coach, we're gonna pull up the other stuff, and we saw that this weekend with. Uh, my man dying, Haskins dying. First thing they said, they talked about his struggles on the field. That had nothing to do with that. So I ain't letting Coach K slide. We're not letting that slide. We're going to talk about his struggles too. Yes, I'm a USC fan, but we're going to talk, yes, great. Wins, all that. Cool, it's great. You sent some plays to the league, cool, great. Yay. We're not going to let that slide. I'll let, I'll let you do that, Miles. You, you gave him his flowers. Somebody had to be the, the mature person to give him his flowers on the show, but I ain't gonna let that slide because we see how it be for us. My man died, got hit by a car. We talking about he struggled uh, once he got to the NFL. Nah, bro. Nah, we are gonna talk about Coach K struggles too. Greg, I know he was one of your favorites of all time. What, what was your 
viewpoints. No. <laughs> what, like, what do you mean? You know, you're my favorite of all time. I'm, I, I root for you. I've been rooting for UNC my entire life. I've never been fond of Coach K, but Coach K is a great guy, basketball coach. There's no way around it. He's a he's a legendary coach. You know, coaching is is so hard, it's so hard, and to motivate people year in and year out that are that talented and not just do it in college but do team usa too and motivate kobe and tell kobe he's taking too many shots and have those kind of legendary stories he's a legendary motivator of men he's a legendary leader of men he just is there's no way around it that 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 goes without saying now is, is it always great to see him lose yes do i like what duke stands for no I, i've never liked what duke stands for ever um from the way they've, from the recruiting profile, the players they've been recruiting for over the years and how they've gone about recruiting, what their tactics have been. Let's face it, like they went from Christian Layton to Brandon Ingram, not a coincidence. Like that's, this is what they, 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 they quickly switched it up when they realized, hey man, these other teams are a little more athletic than we are, yada, 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 right? They, they went that way real quick. Um, I, yeah, I'm not, a, I'm, I am by no means a Duke lover at all. I, I, you know, at all. And I was so happy to see them lose and he's had some big losses, but at the same time, and I wouldn't say he's the greatest coach of all time in college either. But I, and I and I wouldn't say he's the greatest coach in basketball, obviously either. I, I don't believe that. I think that 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 reservation belongs to Greg Popovich. But regardless, I I, I think that this guy is a great coach, and yeah, he has his warts, and there's things that you're not gonna remember so kindly. But a lot of these guys do. So I'm not really surprised about this by the reports about the student reporters and. You know, obviously, the way he t- the way he treated uh, Hubie, Hubie Brown after they lost that game against UNC, not shaking his hand. Yeah, I saw that. We all saw it. We saw the ugly. We definitely saw it. It didn't go over anybody's head. Not going over my head. We can definitely point it out. I'm sure as hell happy to do that. But he's a great coach. He's going to retire. And, and I'm, I'm good riddance. Good. Like, it's cool. Like, Duke will still be up with John Shire. You know, they'll still be a good team. Uh, it should be interesting to see how he leads them and how he coaches and let's see what he what because obviously the standards the standards have been set in Duke already so you know if you go out there and you make a bad you know you call the, the wrong set or you go out there and you call a bad timeout or you know you just you just look like a new coach at Duke it's not gonna fly his 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 leash is not the longest I don't envy him trying to be the second active coach K that's kind of crazy but um, we'll see how they do their recruiting class is crazy. They got McCain, Jared McCain out of California, good player, the famous TikToker. Some of these young guys know him. He's out here. He's out here. He's a good hooper too. So I, they got some really good players. We'll see, we'll see how it goes, but I, I have no problem pointing out the dirt. None. <laughs> and by the way, just so because y'all y'all like to call us on stuff when we mess up, Hubert Davis. He 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 said Hubie Brown, which I know what he's talking about. So Hubert Davis. So before y'all come, like, <laughs> Hubie Brown. <laughs> Uh, Hubert, Hubert Davis. Hubert, I'm sorry, I can't get used to the fact that there's a black man named Hubert. I don't like it. I, I can't do it. A black dude named Hubert. What is this? God damn. <laughs> Hubert Davis. All good. I just put it out there. Just for me. Damn it. Oh, they said Hubie yeah, Brown. Yeah, yeah. He good. One of your mans. One of your mans. KD came out. KD has said, man, like, yo, they need to retire my jersey number. And OKC and Golden State, are y'all in agreement that KD should have his number retired in both cities? And he's already said if he stays at the rate that he's staying, Brooklyn should retire it too. I mean, yes, yeah. I mean, because yes. he he was drafted by Seattle, so his first he, he was one of the original players on that OKC team out there so clearly 
he's the best player to ever play for OKC. He's the, he the best player to ever play for Seattle, too, by the way. So there's that, too. He better I agree. Go to State. Go to yes. State. His number. Yes, he saved. He saved. He came and saved their their light skinned superheroes behind when they need, when he needed them most. He came and saved them. And if he did not join that team, they would not have beaten the Cavs the next, that the following year. The Cavs would have won another championship. LeBron would have had five rings in the four. So yeah, I he he deserves to get his yes retire his jersey. Anytime the, my rule of thumb is anytime a player of that level of goat status of of of, of top. 10 all-time status goes to your team no matter what their contribution is to that franchise you retire their jersey it's a respect thing like the lakers should retire lebron's jersey absolutely he, he won him a chance he got he won him a championship like you yes you should like you had lebron james on your team that is crazy you retired the jersey kd you retired the jersey everywhere he's been bro the nets will most certainly and, and that unfortunately even if he doesn't win a championship here which i think he will but even if he doesn't they're gonna retire the jersey they're going to retire that jersey like it's just the thing. He will. They will win a championship here, by the way. But I'm just saying, like, the, you you retire. You you respect greatness. And Miles is laughing because, as a Knicks fan, this is not a conversation he's very privy to. You don't really have to deal with this very often. You don't get many great players coming to the Knicks, so it's not a conversation we have very often about the uh, Knicks. Not even but, it's just you know, we've had we we talk about this at nauseum. So I don't. We don't need to get into it. Keep yeah, going. Good. 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 My point is my point being made, and I think that most people will agree. You retire the jerseys of greats that come to your basketball team. You just do it. And besides, KD on merit deserves it in all locations. On merit, he's the best player in OKC history, best player in Seattle history, Supersonic history. He's the best player to ever um, put on a jersey. Uh, well, for for the Nets, yes. For the Warriors, yeah. He's the, he's the best player to ever wear a jersey for them. He's better than, K, than, than Steph Curry historically he, but history's gonna look back at these two players and katie is gonna be looked at as a, as a better basketball player than steph curry he's a better player than steph curry is so you retire that jersey and he'll be win a championship anyone anyone finals mvp for you too so yeah you you retire that jersey and your years of dominance with him you you know it's two chips so you got you got to acknowledge greatness there's just no way around it i think this is a pretty simple conversation hold up so is Brooklyn going to retire Kyrie's number two if he doesn't win a championship or just KD's? That's an interesting conversation there. I, I think I, I think that Kyrie's jersey will be retired if he's able to string together some seasons where he plays more games. I, I You know, I think that's really what it is. He hasn't played enough games as a net yet, but he's been incredible broken records for the Nets. There's a good chance he's going to be in the ring of honor for the Nets. It just is. There's a really good chance. And obviously, I, I, we expect him to play more games in the future. You can say the same thing about KD that he hasn't played enough games yet. Because one, he missed that first year; he's in and out of the lineup. But when he's out there, you know, you you see the greatness. But I mean, I think he's getting retired regardless. I just think if you get to a certain stature of play, you get to a certain level as a basketball player. You anywhere you touch down at, regardless of your contribution, you are it's greatness. You got to retire okay. the jersey. Regardless, hold regardless. So hold up, if LeBron. Because he's been missing a lot of games. So if he doesn't win that bubble championship. Stop saying bubble championship. Why why do people do that? What is wrong with people? That championship wasn't that championship wasn't as it, what does that mean? What does it mean? So you don't count Antonio because it was in the bubble? So no, who won the championship in the bubble wouldn't count? But I didn't say it doesn't count. He's just stating the facts. And I'm a, as a Lakers fan, I'm telling you, if that wasn't in the bubble, we wasn't winning. 
I don't agree with that. But all right. I mean, you're 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 a Bron fan, but I'm I'm being an honest Lakers. Fan. I don't agree with that. that. The Lakers are the best team that the best team in the league that year. We don't win that if we're not in the bubble. On a simple. So who's fact, bouncing you? You said what? So who would bounce you if you who would you lose to if you were if you weren't in the bubble? Who 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 was so affected? Don't tell me the Clippers would have bounced you. I don't believe that. I'm saying you can't lie and say, for example, we look at the KCPs of the world shooting the lights out. But when the fans came back and we're back in arenas where you got to travel and you got to do this, you got the back-to-back nights, you got to travel to the other arena where you're playing in the playoffs and away games and dealing with away crowds. No. That would affect on our role players. I don't think we would have won if That's this was a regular crazy, season. Though. So what kind of, the logic this logic is nuts to me because every team played in the bubble. We, every team played in the bubble. Everybody played in the same circumstances and other, other teams' role players didn't play well in the bubble. But because the Lakers played well in the bubble. They're being penalized for playing well in the bubble. And we're looking back into this revisionist history thing where now, because there are no fans there, KCB wouldn't have played well. What about the guys didn't what about the guys who didn't play well with no fans there? What about them? So would they have played well if there were fans there? Like I don't understand that's nonsense. I, they went out there they're the best basketball team in the league. Now look at history. If we keep it a stat, role players play better at home. Role players play better in their typical situation, their nope. routine. Facts. No one was in a, but no one was in a typical situation and routine. No one. And everyone was at the same. It was a neutral site. And the best basketball team in the NBA won that year. AD was playing out of his mind. You guys got the best case scenario. It wasn't just LeBron. AD played out of his mind. LeBron was LeBron, but AD played out of his mind too. Like, what are we talking about? Like, I, I don't understand how like you can look at that. If anything, that championship was harder to win. It was a neutral playing site for everybody involved. There were no fans there. Guys who don't play well, they, they called TJ Warren bubble Jesus. He was out of his mind. The guys who don't know he play well played well in the bubble. And it was, it was look, it was pros in like a workout type environment going against each other. And the best guys won. That's that's that is a hard championship to win in isolation. That's the hardest championship I've ever seen anybody win, if anything. One of them, if Brian didn't have the 3-1 comeback. I would say it was it was his hardest one, but since he had to come back in 2016, it wasn't. But yeah, that's a tough chair. That's a that is a real championship battle tested. Nobody's saying that it wasn't a tough championship. I'm just saying you mentioned TJ Warren, perfect example. What TJ Warren do that next year? I agree with you, but I'm saying everybody had the same advantages. It doesn't make a difference. Like that argument doesn't make sense to me because everybody had the same situation. Reggie Jackson didn't have fans watching him either, and he didn't play well. <laughs> We see some of these players, when it went back to normal circumstances, did not play well. So if we were in normal circumstances from jump that whole season, I don't know. And we will never know. I don't know if the Lakers win that chip because we've seen them since in regular situations and we got half the team up, up out of here. So I don't know. I got think a award took advantage of we're in the same situation as everybody else. But the thing that really was outside, you could say they were the best team. They were the most talented team. And honestly, they had the best mental toughness to go through everything they went through. A lot of people went through a lot of mental health issues being down there, didn't handle it well. Players came out and said it afterwards, how as much as it was good at first and it was we didn't have to travel, it dealt a lot on their mental health. I think... It wouldn't, we can't just say solidify, guarantee. They're not in the bubble. Lakers win that championship. I don't think it's just a guarantee. 
I mean, yeah, we can say we can say that about anything in life. We can we can say that about anything in life at all. We can we can do we can play the hypothetical game. But I'm saying to you, like the, the championship, the way people talk about it, I've been hearing that a lot lately, especially since the, especially the Lakers have struggled this year. I heard it a lot. Oh, the bubble championship. Don't put an asterisk next to it. That's ridiculous. That doesn't the, the championship doesn't deserve an asterisk at all. First, but you gotta you gotta mention it. But mention what? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yo, it's nuts, brah. Lakers fans never deserve LeBron services at any point and at all. He should have never went LeBron there. And the second he went there, I knew it was a mistake. LeBron did not deserve Lakers fans. What are you talking what? about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Lakers fans, look, Lakers fans have been spoiled for years. Okay, years. Spoiled. Spoiled. You guys go through a couple bad years with, with uh, 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 what? With... Uh, what's his name? Smush Parker. And all of a sudden, it's like y'all been through something. Or this year, y'all are bad this year. And y'all been through something. Y'all ain't been through anything. Trust me. Ask Miles. Bro. Look at this sad ass over there. Miles. <laughs> you're not talking about, we're not talking about the Nets. This is a, a storied franchise. A storied what? franchise that added a storied NBA. The, 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 one of the best two battle players of all time to their franchise. One they won them a championship. Hold on. Yo, Greg, Greg, Greg. If KD was wearing a size 13, would his number be retired by the Nets? Or would it, you know? It's going to be retired regardless. I don't get the jab there. I mean, we were in the playoffs. Y'all weren't. I don't wonder, like, I don't, or y'all were getting 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 screwed over by Trey Young at the Garden. So I don't really understand oh, what the right, game right. is. I don't, I don't get it. He's going to have two superstars to take us to the play-in. We don't have Ooh. two superstars to get us to the playing game. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's because that's exactly how it happened, right? Let's let's, let's say it like that because that's exactly how it, we, it led, bro, that we led to this at, moment. Like two superstars led us to the playing, led us to the playing. If we look at the tenure of Kyrie and KD, how can you be you know happy besides them playing for your team? Because the goal at the beginning of this was to win a championship. It still was is, it not? and they're going to be here for the next five years is. together. But it's, this is like. It's not a good start. I, I look. It don't matter. Just, it don't matter about the start. Matter where you finish. Period. Okay. I told my players. I told my players. I'm saying, like, if at the end of KD's contract, he re up, so he's here for the next four years. If he doesn't win a championship, why would they retire the his number? Like, it, I mean, it's no. Cool. You gotta retire his number. You gotta retire his number. Ah, uh, I don't you retire that. his number. I guess because you, you gotta retire greatness is not you got to like when that player that level of player comes to your franchise he will have broken so many records in the next four years just being here playing for this this franchise just being you gotta retire the number like you have to like the, you get to a level of greatness you get to a level of greatness where that stuff is just expected what katie's saying that's what he that's what he's that's where he's coming from i'm okay, kd cool. that's what he's saying cool katie's great we don't disagree with that so we're going by your standards right if they're a top 10 player they're great no matter no matter what they contribute. If they're great and they came to your organization, they need to retire their number. So do we retire Kawhi's number in Toronto for that one year? Absolutely. Probably. Yeah. What a championship. Absolutely. Just, that's I'm different. Just, that's, that's a different situation. I want to go based off of your standards. I wanted to see are you are you being accountable? Like I'm retiring. Right, so retiring. I'm retiring. But look, if they don't win that championship. They don't retire that number, so it's, it's that simple. Kawhi's uh, not in the same, but Kawhi's. All, but here's the thing: Kawhi's not in the same breath as KD as a player, or LeBron. He's just not that good. He's not that guy. If KD wanted that guy, to, he's not in that conversation. He's not top ten all time, so I don't want to hear it. Okay, all right. right. We're talking about different. We're talking about standards, right? 
This ain't a conversation for the, the Kawhi Leonard's of the world, the Russell Westbrook's of the world. They don't belong. They're peasants in this conversation. They're peasants in this conversation. We're talking about guys like KD and LeBron. These are guys that are two of the greatest to ever touch a basketball ever. So, okay. yeah, like when they come to your team, you let, you, you, you respect that. You're 100%. They, they are in the conversation for greatest of all time. Kyrie's not in that conversation. So, his, unless they want a ring, you can't retire. Kyrie the, Kyrie the, Kyrie's the most skilled player of all time. When you Hold when on. you consider the most anything of all time, the most the most anything of all time, the most anything, you are in a different air. And Kyrie is in that air. Kyrie is a, Kyrie is a legend. What for about real, for real? Any other chip? Any other chip? He's a legend. Like Kyrie's a legend. Okay, you ain't seen nobody more skilled than Kyrie in your life. He's no, you ever seen you ever seen a more a complete offensive player in your life than Kyrie Irving? And you can't name one. You can't. And if you try to, then you're a fool because there's no one that uh, that's ever existed that it has been when they touch a ball. Like they got a counter for everything a defense does. That's Kyrie Irving. Yo, and he got Chip. He's he got a winning pedigree behind him. I know he got it with LeBron, but still, he got it. AD got it with LeBron. AD top seventy-five according to the writers. So unfortunately, look, unfortunately, Kyrie's top seventy-five too. He just wasn't under because of the vaccination crap. We all know that. We all know the BS behind it. That guy is a guy worthy of retiring. Look, the Cavs will retire his jersey. The Cavs will retire his jersey right now. They absolutely should. And the Nets ultimately will when he plays more basketball games, which he will. Which he will. He holds a bunch of Miles, Miles mentioned a name that I want him to say, and he's going to go. But regarding that Cavs take right there, what Kyrie did in Cleveland before LeBron came, I'm not retiring his number. Miles, you mentioned That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Because hold up. Because that's Kyrie's fault. You know that whole, you know, at the beginning of the Brooklyn era, KG came to the Nets. How come his number's not retired? He's this. Because he's not listen to the criteria. He's not KD. My bad. My bad. My bad. He's not KD. He's not a top ten player of all time. KG is just another dude. He's just a ball headed dude. dude. He's just another dude. Wow, this is the perfect transition. So we put up a poll, right? We put up a poll that said if K if Giannis wins a championship, he will be better than KG. The options was facts. The options was no, and the other option was. Giannis is better than KG already. You know who voted that Giannis is better than KG already? Greg. Benzmeier. Yeah. I ask you that. Please share with us. Giannis is better than KG right now in his career. I think so. Yeah, I think Giannis is the, the, the better talent. I, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. And he's accomplished. He's crazy accomplished. Defensive player of the year. Multi- is, it, is it multiple times now? He... Obviously, multiple time MVP winner. He's you know, like what are we talking about? The guy's the guy's phenomenal. And now he's had a jump shot to his game. It's scary how good he's gotten. Like I was slandering Giannis for the longest time because he was a run, jump, and dunk guy for the longest who could happen dribble, who could dribble a basketball and pass it, which is great, by the way, which is already great when you're at that size. But then you add a turnaround jump shot over each shoulder and you can make it at a reasonable clip. You can knock down a standstill three. You, he's better than any KG I ever saw. And I saw KG. He's better than any version of KG I ever saw in my life. So when you take that into account, I mean, I don't know how else this is really a conversation. Why, like, I don't, I, I, in fact, I saw the poll and I was confused. I was like, where is this comparison coming from? Because I just, unless the only person who thinks that KG is better than Giannis is KG himself. That's it. Oh, the only person. Yeah. Huh? I, I thought you were going to say Chris, but. Chris, Chris, what? Chris? <laughs> nah, Chris, Chris, nah. Unless, unless he has some kind of tie to Connecticut, I don't know about. I don't think Chris gives a damn about this conversation, period. So, 
Yeah, but Miles, do you think that KG's better than do you think that Giannis is already better than KG? Just historically, how we're how we gonna look back on it? If if Giannis retired today, are we saying he's better than KG in your opinion now? You already know what I think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, right. one KG couldn't win in Minnesota, so he teamed up with everybody in Boston to win that championship. He was a great player where he was, but Giannis. He's gotten it out the mud. He's worked hard at his game. He, he, you see the improvements every year. And he's almost like, you know, I don't know how to say it, like a, a different version of KG. Because this guy, he can dribble. KG could dribble, too. He could shoot. Now Giannis can shoot. But he's more athletic. He can do a little more in his game than KG could back then. So I think, and you add the the defensive player of the year too on top of that. Even though I know Greg will you know dispute that one, but I know he deserved the he he deserved it at least once. At least once he deserved it. I'm not saying he didn't deserve it at all. But what what I my thing about KG is as simple as yo like KG is a more skilled player. I think if you go back and watch, right, right. He's the more skilled player, but yeah. overall, if I had to pick between the two, if I'm starting a team, I'm going with Giannis because he can one, he can start the offense himself from 94 feet. So exactly, exactly, it's the way they impact the game that makes that makes Giannis better. It's the way he impacts the game versus the way that KG did it. He just Giannis has a greater impact, and obviously, and, and honestly, basketball's in a better place now where. A, K- a KG player, a KG like player, their power forward position doesn't even exist anymore. It's not a thing. There's no thing as a power who, forward. Who's to say that KG wouldn't be more like Giannis if he was playing now? Because he was definitely asked to do a lot less than you know some of the players yeah. are asked to do now. Like even Jokic can dribble up the the court. When were centers ever allowed well, I- to dribble up the court? I, I just don't think. I think. I think where Giannis separates himself from, from KG. Even if even if you ask KG to do that, is his ability to pass the ball. Yeah, I, I think the I don't know how I don't know how Garnett's going to do in a driving kick offense where he's kick it up three point shooters and make the right decision every time down the floor and, and play out of the pick and roll and make the hit the roller. I don't know that he's he's I don't know that he's skilled enough as a passer and decision maker to do that. And so that's where the, I think he separates himself. Giannis in this conversation, Giannis is the more impactful player. I, I, I don't even, you know, I don't see, I don't think it's even a, a debate. I think we all in agreement, agreeance there. I don't know if how Antonio feels, but because he hasn't said anything yet, but I, I know how you feel. I, I you agree. So, you, you think, congratulations, Miles. You're finally right about something. Finally right. <laughs> nah, I'm in complete agreeance. I wanted to get your take on it because I saw you voted for that. And if you remember, a lot of people didn't agree with you. When we look at the poll, a lot of people didn't agree with you. So I, well, I didn't even look back at it because you know people aren't that. Well, I shouldn't say these are these people who listen to the podcast. So that's good. That's I'm glad. Well, here's your free education, people who didn't agree. With me. Please keep listening to the show. Yeah. So the game, the <laughs> the game evolves all the time. We had KG, who was great in his era, and now you have a Giannis, which is like KG on steroids. So the game is constantly evolving. You have the greats, and I think it is really dope when you see players like KG, AI, that give respect and love to the players that's playing that. Mm-hmm. It's great to have some players from the older generation that will be like, oh, I, if I play this era, I would do well. They're overpaid. They don't, they don't know what they're doing. 
if they played in my era, they we've heard it. If they if Giannis played in the eighties and the seventies, he wouldn't be able to do none of that stuff. We hear it all the time. So I think it's great when players do actually show love from different eras. And right now is not is looking a little dicey with Kareem when he speaks about Braun. Lately, it seems like Kareem ain't rocking with Braun for some reason. Even Mello was like, hopefully we can have him sit down and have a conversation. Kareem has criticized Braun a lot this year specifically. Starting off with the whole thing with COVID, he took issue with the post that LeBron posted where he was talking about the three Spider-Mans, COVID, code, and flu was pointing at each other. He said that LeBron has embarrassed himself. LeBron should be doing better as a leader. He has some. He has done some things that he has an issue with. When he had that game winner, he did the San Cassell celebration, big balls. Kareem came out, said it was immature. He shouldn't have done that. He's been pretty outspoken this year towards Bra. And after the most recent thing, you know, he comes out and saying that he respects Bra. He loves Bra. He didn't think it would get this big. AKA, I didn't think y'all cared that much because Kareem, you spoke, you knew this was going to get responses. Is it? Because Braun's about to pass him. Like, what's y'all takes on Kareem speaking out on Braun this whole this whole year? Which I even want to see them like sit down and have a talk and try to figure this out. The person to care less whether they figure it out or not. I <laughs> I care less. This is clearly insecurity kicking in. Okay, I mean the guy's about to pass your record. Your record that I'm I'm I've heard a million times from people from his age and his day say they never thought anyone would break this record. They never thought anyone would break the thirty six thousand point regular season record. They never and then so he just feels insecure. And you know, here's a lesson for all the kids and all the people listening to the podcast: you're never too old to be insecure. You're never too old to be insecure about about anything. So. I, you know, I, Will Smith is a good example. It's a good transition, right? It's, it's, it's the same thing. And you're never too old to be insecure about anything in life. And so I think it's just that, honestly, I don't make a big, like what? Are we really going to sit here and break down the fact that this guy said uh, it was a big deal like that LeBron made a post that made perfect sense about COVID where he was like the three Spider-Man meme where he's like cold, flu, and, and COVID? Like, yeah, they all are very similar. I had some cold and flu, flu symptoms last week. And I went and got tested because I thought it was COVID and it wasn't like, what are we talking about? Like, it's, it's not, it's not that deep. The guy, you know, Kareem, we respect Kareem because he's, he's an accomplished basketball player. He's one of the most accomplished basketball players of all time. He doesn't get enough due in the greatest of all time conversation. I think that now he's starting to take offense to that. And, and it's really hitting him now because LeBron's about to pass that record. Because if you think about it, everyone talks about Michael Jordan being the greatest basketball player of all time. Yo, man. And, and no one ever talks about Kareem. I cracked open a book and read that Kareem had lost a game, a basketball game from, from his high school, from his senior year of high school through, through all of college. It was something crazy like that. He'd, he'd lost like twice in that span. And then he went to the NBA and was obviously dominant. So I understand what, where he feels some kind of way. And now he's vocalizing it, but he's projecting. And is that, is that LeBron's expense? I don't think this is actually about LeBron. I think it's about the fact that he doesn't get his due in the greatest of all time conversation. Because a lot of these Jordan lovers out here just propped up Jordan and put him past Kareem and never saw Kareem play. And that's the problem. Okay. So Kareem deserves, if you tell me Kareem's the greatest basketball player of all time, 
And this started for me about six years ago. If you start telling me that in these conversations, I would listen to you because I read about Kareem. I obviously couldn't see him, but I read about him. He had an unstoppable shot. That's hard to do. And so, yeah, he deserves to be, if you consider him the greatest of all time, that's a respectable take. It's a very respectable take. You don't just put, you know, you don't just, you know, I get it. Like, He's he's on that. You see, in that the conversation we were just having is a good it's a good segue too. Where I'm talking about, hey, respect greatness. If a top ten player comes to your organization of all, if a top ten player of all time comes to your organization, you retire his jersey. It's the same premise, the same idea. That guy is a top three player of all time, Kareem. No matter how you look at it, no matter how you split it, he's three. He's number three. If you have it any other way, if it's not if it's not some order of Jordan and and Kareem and and Bron, you're wrong. I think that Kareem feels some kind of way because people just kind of bypass him in the conversation and he's alive to see it. And it's just gnawing at him. And he's going at, at, at Bron because Bron's the easy target because Bron bought a pass his record. The Lakers are struggling this year. Everyone in LA is upset with the, with LeBron in some form or fashion because they're not, they're pouting and they're throwing their little temper tantrums because the Lakers ain't where they, where they want them to be. And it's for some reason, this vitriol is not placed in other, other directions. It's placed LeBron too. I get fine, whatever. I mean, that's nothing new for LeBron to deal with, but I do think there's a lot of things that factor into this, but mainly he's got sour grapes. Like, yo, I'm, I'm that dude. Like, what are you talking about? I'm that guy. I'm that guy. I was a social activist too. Yeah. You know, he's just jealous. It's just jealousy. It's childhood jealousy. That's all it is. So that's the way I see it, but I don't know. I'd be interested to hear y'all takes about it. Hey Ma, so in that talk where you, I think is even a more important talk, we're talking about this. This is something that, you know, my followers voted on that they wanted to talk about, but I think an even more important conversation is what Greg brought up. The bigs, the centers, the power forwards are rarely brought up in the greats of all time conversation. Is Kareem, in your opinion, should Kareem be brought up in more of these conversations of greatest all time? Is he on your list of the top and the top three, like Greg was saying, a mix between Mike, Kareem, and Bron? I mean, he should be. If you look at the stats, the numbers, the rebounds, the points, he's got the rings to show for it. It's not like he never won anything. Like he, his career was probably, when he retired, he was the greatest of all time. But then, of course, Jordan came and that added a lot of fuel with you know how fun Jordan made the game of basketball look. And then now you have Bron, who, I mean, a kid from Akron coming out of high school to turn his career into what he's done. Of course, people are going to, you know, fawn over it. And he's kind of, you know, he's been put on the back burner a little bit. His career has been over for maybe 40 years now. So, you know, the younger generation won't recognize him as the greatest of all time because they've never seen any highlights of him playing basketball. So I think, it's tough. It's got to be tough as a as a player, and you know what you did and what you accomplished in your career to just you know sit there and accept someone else's you know being better than you. But I don't know. Maybe it's because he he doesn't respect what he's done with the Lakers as of late, and I don't understand why he has a problem with Bron, but. Maybe maybe it's because he's he's been knocked down a notch on the top five list or top top three, like you said. Shout out to I mean, Magic Johnson too because he he he's not like that. 
Magic's a top 10 player of all time in his own right. And he, he knows LeBron passed him and he, he's still showing love to LeBron. He's still showing, maybe he doesn't know LeBron passed him. Maybe he thinks he's better than LeBron. Maybe he does like for some weird reason. And that bald ass head of his, maybe he thinks he's better than LeBron. I don't know. But if he does, he sure as hell doesn't show it. The guy does a great job of showing love to the, and like we talked about, Tony, you said it. Like I'm sure you're gonna bring it up and go and go right ahead. But like, when you show love to the next generation, that's he does that for Bron. I can appreciate the fact that he does that. It's not petty. It's not a spirit of pettiness there. You mentioned Magic too. I think Magic isn't brought up in these conversations enough either, though. When we talk about greats, because you know his career didn't fully go as planned with everything that happened with him off the court. But Magic definitely should be in that conversation. I think Magic should be in more people top five conversations of all time. Magic should be in there. A lot of times Magic is not brought up in that conversation. And Magic, if you don't know, do the research. Start from his rookie year all the way until he finished, bro. Like at the end of his career, the man had a dad bod and was still averaging 17, eight and eight. Like Magic really was that dude playing center, Winning the championship, I said, like, Magic was that dude. And I think some people be forgetting that on that level, too. I think when it boils down to it, man, what it really is, I don't think it's too much of a, a bad thing with Kareem speaking out on some of the stuff that he has issues with LeBron concerning the activist aspect. Because I think on some issues LeBron has, has had some flaws. He has not always handled every situation dealing with activism and politics of the world but nobody does kareem we talked about it on previous episodes with his take on the the chris rock situation his takes on he don't he ain't hitting everything either yeah the real magic in that is being is being willing to try to touch those issues like if you're trying to touch them like i, I we can respect that is the guys like michael jordan who never even wanted to touch it because he wanted to sell some sneakers that's where you have an issue where you have an issue with people like you sell out but as long as you're willing to touch these issues and try to talk about it, I can respect that at, at the least, you know? And so, yeah, I, I, you're absolutely right to your point. I just want to add that. But yeah. Yeah. I think when it comes to the, to them two, honestly, what needs to just happen, they need to just have a conversation behind closed doors. Uh, this is not like the Shaq and Kobe. I don't care to watch it. I don't want to see it. Don't televise it. Y'all talk behind closed doors. LeBron will have a whole lot of time this summer. Kareem, you ain't doing nothing yourself. Y'all meet up and talk about it. LeBron ain't in the playoffs. He ain't doing nothing. Hit them up before vacation and talk about it. I don't care. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear about it. Oh, they talk. I don't care. Talk about it. Y'all fix it up. Y'all piece it up and figure it out. Then y'all come to it. Hey, we agree to disagree. Just keep my name up. And like Will Smith said, keep. Yeah. So I think that's where we need. <laughs> I think that's to go. But. You know the vibes, man. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Make sure that y'all subscribe, like, share. Make sure you tell a friend. Make sure you repost it. Make sure you rate us five stars on all streaming platforms. We're just trying to grow like you trying to grow. Bitch, my, we out. Peace. Peace.